0: it just needed to be different. And so one thing that I've, I saw it in a book and, I, and I've been trying to remember where I saw it, but it was basically like you're, you're one choice away from a different life. And prior to that, we were very much in the rat race of life of living paycheck to paycheck and just trying to kind of figure out, okay, what are we doing? Working the nine to five. Um, and it just wasn't life-giving. Yeah. And so my husband kept coming to me like, Hey, I, we just need to do something, we need to do something different. And it was many late night conversations. Um, just, I mean, we had little babies at this time. And so it was just dreaming conversations. And we had a notebook and we would talk about well, what do we want it to look like? And, and it, it really just kind of evolved. And it was not it was not a fast process. This was like two years of just talking, like, what can we Thanks. do different?
1: All right, parents. We are back to parenting on purpose. Your podcast for parenting out of the box. And today we are joined by Miss Chelsea, who is the owner and co-founder of Mabel and Mark, have organizational tools for your home. Chelsea, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm okay.
1: excited. Awesome. I'm really excited to have you. I think your um, your journey and expertise is definitely something that resonates with me and well with a lot of our audience. So I'm excited to share with it today. So uh, before we jump into our topic, which I'll uh, withhold for uh, reaction for a minute, can you just to just uh, introduce yourself and share with our audience what is one thing that you do in your life to show up on purpose? Because I know you have four children, you manage a business, you run a farm, um, and you somehow seem to sprinkle in self care and all of that stuff. So what is one thing that you do to show up on purpose in your life?
0: Um, so one thing for me, I, it's hard to categorize one thing because I feel like it's multiple things throughout the day that kind of give me that purpose. Um, but I will say that my one thing that I kind of have to do every day to decompress so that I can show up for my kids and my company is just at night, I it's off time. I get in bed, I read a book and I have to read and I let my mind just kind of decompress and go somewhere else for a little while, um, especially if it's historical fiction. And then I feel like it just resets me. And it just, I don't know, It just having that little bit of time before I did that, it was kind of I was just all over the place, always thinking about what I need to be doing, what I need to show up for the kids, and having that little bit of time let me refocus. Um, and I just, yeah, it's just—I would say that would be my big thing that I do. But as far as showing up for my kids and my business, it's just—it's
1: just passion. I just enjoy it, so it's not too hard. If that makes sense. That's awesome. That's so good. Do you ever feel like um, you get in a place where you're just like so overwhelmed with everything going on, um, where you pretty much have it like down to a cadence at this point?
0: Uh, no, 100. percent I think three months ago, I was telling my husband, "I'm not, I'm quitting." So yeah. definitely, <laughs> don't, I don't have it all down. Um But I definitely, I think, having our dynamic is—you know—I'm more glass half empty, he's less full, and so we balance each other. So he knows to just give me a day, and the next day I'll be coming up with a new idea or a new purpose, I'll we have the same dynamic
1: in my house. So my husband just is so me chocolate or bread. It tends to be the fix. The next, there you go. Ten minutes later, I'm ready to go. Um that's so awesome. I love it. So um I know you said you you kind of uh, manage a, a farm. You live on a farm, do you have animals?
0: <laughs> so it's um we actually kind of live on a property, and my sister and I purposely purchased a property and her family, she's got five kids, I have four kids. Oh, so gosh. it's twenty eight It's on twenty-eight acres, and we have our warehouse and our house um, kind of on the front side of the property, and then she built her house on that side of the property, and yeah, so we've got we've got highland cows, we've got goats, we've got chickens, we've got duck, pretty much any kind of you know, poultry we have. Um okay. and then, yeah, we we just kind of made the decision to purposely establish ourselves this way and have a support system of family is just kind of a benefit to us and um so we made a lot of life choices to get to this place and i'm super glad like i mean it's not without hard work but yeah it's a balance. so they handle a lot of the um farm tour stuff and then we help out when we can and it's just it's a good balance so
1: that's awesome and i think that leads us into what we wanted to talk about today which is um taking the plunge right if you are feeling like you're at the precipice of a life change and uh, there's a lot of emotion that comes along with like knowing if it's the right choice what that looks like but a lot of what we do here on this podcast is purposeful design and you brought that up multiple times which i just love um something that is really near to our heart personally that we're working on is we're reviewing our mission and values as our family and, and what that looks like as we catapult into this next chapter and so it's really beautiful for me to see chelsea in you and your sister an example of what that looks like already done um so if you don't mind let's start there what how did you decide that it was time to make a change and um what did that look like and um where were you before kind of walking through that journey
0: yeah so um four years ago this actually this month four years ago we sold our house in colorado and we decided to move to texas so we had all our babies got married in colorado we were there for almost 13 years and prior to that we were very much in the rat race of life of living paycheck to paycheck and just trying to kind of figure out okay what are we doing working the nine to five um and it just wasn't life-giving. And yeah, we yeah. come from very entrepreneurial backgrounds. And so we can see the hard work that goes into that, but also the freedom that goes and into freedom. that. Awesome. Um, yeah. And so my husband kept coming to me like, hey, I, we just need to do something. We need to do something different. And it was many late-night conversations. Um, just I mean, we had little babies at this time. And so it was just dreaming conversations. And we had a notebook. And we would talk about, well, what do we want it to look like? And and it, it really just kind of evolved. And it was, not, it was not a fast process. This was like two years of just talking. Like, what can we Thanks. do different? was a lot of turmoil during that time um you know just from outside sources or internal like it was just a tumultuous time but we knew that our end goal is we wanted to it just needed to be different and so one thing that i've i saw it in a book and i and i for the life of me i cannot remember the book um and i've been trying to remember where i saw it but it was basically like you're you're one choice away from a different life um and so that's kind of one of those things that resonated with me back then four years ago And so we took a trip. We were going to take a trip to go to Lake Tahoe. And at the last minute, we were like, well, we had an interesting phone call in Texas with an old friend of ours. And there was an option for my husband to work out there. And I was never going to leave my Colorado mountains. That was not happening. I was very like, I'm not moving. And we had this vacation planned. And then we literally, two weeks before, decided to cancel that and change our airline tickets to go to Texas. And so we went to Texas. We visited there for a little while, flew home. And then two weeks later, we were like, we just need to take this jump. Um, and it was literally like this flip switch for me because my whole family was in Colorado. Like every, like it was, I was not moving. So it was a flip switch that was like, okay, this is an open door. This is an opportunity we need to jump. This was not necessarily thinking of a brand, but we knew this one move and this one job change would allow us to sell our home, recoup some money, take that and invest in ourselves. And so, just that one change of moving states and selling our house catapulted us into what we have now. Um, and so, it's just mind boggling that one choice of being like, okay, yeah, let's switch a state. And it's a big choice. Oh, yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> But it
0: was like when it's good and you know, you just know.
1: Um, if that I wanna, makes sense. It definitely makes sense, but we're still going to poke at it. Um, okay. So, because I think, I think it's easy for people to pinpoint it. Once they've gone through it. But I think if you're on that precipice, you have that, like, and the best I can describe it is like this gnawing or nagging. It's like a gnawing feeling or like this nagging thought that continues to creep up on you to where it's like getting uncomfortable because, you know, you're not paying attention to it. You should be. Um, Doesn't sound like I'm speaking at all from experience. But But I think it would be beautiful to kind of play with that. So at this Mm -hmm. point, you're in Colorado. You don't know what the end result's going to look like. You don't know about the brand yet. You don't have it all figured out. You just know you want something different at this point. Yes,
0: yeah. So at this at this point, um, I'm a homeschool mom of four, and ever okay. since we started doing homeschooling, we've always had a mission statement, of why we're doing it, um, oh. and that kind of thing. And so very similar. And so when we applied that to a more broader sense of like our family, what do we want? Or why are we doing our family the way we're doing it? Then it kind of open that up a little bit. Um, but it was, yeah, for example, like I was very stuck in the mud. I was not wanting to move and having that partner that was like, Hey, this could be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but it takes a lot of building. What does that look like? You can't just, you can blindly jump and that's fine, but I'm not that personality. I need to like, I need to jump, but I need to like see where I'm kind of landing on the fluffy pillows. Right. So having having, having something like, okay, we want, we want more land for our kids to run around free. We want, me to be able to stay home with them so I can homeschool them, um, but yet still have the creative passion that I need to have to be fulfilled. Um, You know, we need my husband to have a more flexible job to support us while we go through this endeavor. And so it's kind of like an outline, right? You're outlining your story. And so if you have an outline of a book that you're writing, you need to build upon those outlines. So we kind of had the rough draft and we built on it little by little. um, And the first kind of big thing was to move and do that. So
1: this is cool because I think this is where having a mission and vision statement is so powerful. And I love that you had it for school and it, it, it keeps you accountable as a parent, yeah. which is amazing. Cause I'm sure that's not the intent that you had when you first did it, but it starts to make you realize like, we're not living in accordance with these principles that we've set out for our children. And now we got to show up. And I just think that type of self accountability to the family is like incredible because w- what that teaches your kids. Right. I well, love that. And,
0: going, and going back to it because you will, you forget, you know, you just keep going and you're doing the daily stuff and the daily grind of school and work and kids. And you're like, oh, okay, wait a minute, we get to do this. This is because we, you know, had these principles and these, foundation so it was and the mission behind it so going back and reading that and writing it out you guys don't just put it in your head like you got to write it out and like really have it be a focal point let your kids know about why we're doing it
1: exactly um do you remember what the mission statement was that you guys used for the school schooling purposes
0: oh it was very long it's it's just it's a long it's a very drawn drawn out but the reason why is just because we wanted to we wanted our kids to be friends, like the, the key points is we want our kids to be their first friends. We want um, accountability in our house. We want to be together as a family and grow and learn. Um, but it's, yeah, it, mine was like two, it's two pages. <laughs> it's already written out long. And it stems from my family because I was actually homeschooled my entire school life. And so my mom started homeschooling way back in the 80s with my sister. And she was the first kind of homeschool family, literally in California, when it first became kind of legal. to wow, do. Yeah. So she did the first, and that was her big thing was having this mission statement of what you want your homeschool to look like and why you're doing it. So that's kind of where that stemmed from. And it just transitioned to a whole life lifestyle.
1: Wow. That's so cool. I was just thinking about this the other day, I had a speaker on, and we were talking about like these circumstances that happened in her life. And this is actually a culmination, Chelsea, like four or five different speakers we've had. And it seems like you're repeating patterns and belief systems that you were instilled as a child. And It's very empowering, but if you look at it, like zoom out and you look at it from a a different perspective, it's like, it's kind of why a lot of people are in whatever situation they're in, good, bad, or otherwise. And if you find yourself as a family who wants to make some strategic decisions so that you can change the course of your life or change your stripes or however you want to look at that we have the opportunity in this day and age to do that but you have to be super intentional um I think you've done a beautiful job of outlining that in micro ways with the uh homeschool vision and then now in larger ways but I also could argue that you have had that in you from a kid because of the type of education you had growing up right like I grew up in a Montessori environment so I'm very like don't put me in this box. I'm going to like break the box yeah. and figure it out. And you know, like, I just, it doesn't equate to me like round peg, square hole because of the upbringing that I had. And it's natural for me to raise my children with those same type of, of parameters, because that's what I know. Right. But what I think is beautiful and very cool about where we are now in this space and time is we can kind of like do the shopping cart effect. Like I like a little bit of what Chelsea's doing with this. And I like a little bit yeah. of what's doing over here with this mission and value thing. And I like a little bit of this. And now yeah. we have the opportunity is, to do that right? Mm-hmm. And really create what that looks like. So um, that's very cool. All right. So let's get in a little bit more on this decision. Like You said you've made multiple life decisions to help kind of move you guys to the next level. What was that feeling that you you said you just knew? Like, if, Can you hone in on that? And it was like six years ago. Did it start to feel like uncomfortable? Like, What did that feel like? Um, and then once you made the decision, what did it feel like after that? Once you made the decision to leave the corporate jobs that you knew weren't serving you, but seemed perceivably safe to launch into this brand new life. Um, and now what does it feel like in retrospect?
0: Yeah. So I would say the feeling, oh, to go back to that—it's—it's it's a little bit hard because it's one of those things that it, I knew that I had these young kids, and I knew they weren't seeing their dad. They were only seeing their dad for 15 minutes before they went to bed. He was gone mm-hmm. to work, you know, before the sun was up, and he was worked hard all day, and that was great because we needed to provide. But in my mind, that didn't match our family values and what we wanted our family to look like, exactly. um, and so that was a big piece to that. Where I, my husband, always was the driving force of, hey, let's do something on our own, let's do our own thing, and. I was more like this is comfortable. Like I'm comfortable. But then comfortable is not the same as being happy and being where you wanna be, right? Um you can be comfortable and not where you wanna be. So we were very comfortable in that situation and that feeling of just like it kept gnawing on me, like, okay, we could be different. How could we be different? How can we do this? And I'm very much like you. I wanna mm-hmm. figure it out and it problem out. solve it and work it out. And it was just it was honestly just me going through that process internally, not necessarily verbally, um, with my husband, because I was internally fighting, like, but I am comfortable. I'm living five minutes from my mom. I'm comfortable. I know all my grocery stores. I know my friend group. I have my homeschool group. I have this, you know, like, why would I leave this? But yet on the other hand, I didn't have all these other stuff that I wanted and I wasn't being fulfilled creative creatively and stuff. So, um, it was definitely this just, the the flip switch was slow. It wasn't like it was immediately, but it was just like, ah, this comfortable isn't feeling right anymore. Right. It's not comfortable. And it started turning to, I need to change because it's not even comfortable anymore. Um, so when we did that, and honestly, once I was like, Hey, yeah, let's go to Texas. Let's see what this is about. It was like just peace. If that makes sense. Like it was just
1: peace. It was
0: like, okay, peace. And then it was like two weeks later, you know, the fixer and the planner. So I'm like, okay, we got to paint our house. We got to do this. Like, let's call the realtor. Like it was just one thing after another kept flowing um, and opening up. And so it just was very peaceful. And not just only comfortable, it was just peace. And I guess that's the difference. It wasn't peaceful necessarily before. It was comfortable, but not peaceful. So it was chaotic. It was hard work, but it was peaceful. If that make, You know, like...
1: It does. Because I, I what I feel is you're in alignment, right? You're in... Like, there's somebody I follow and she's like super woo-woo. And like, it's, I'm sorry, Abraham like Hicks, I think is the lady's name. And it's like, she describes it as like a GPS system. And if you're on the GPS and you're where you're supposed to go in life, if like you're following your purpose, you feel very peaceful. You feel in alignment. And if you're not, it's like your body and your brain and your thoughts are starting to give you... Signals that you are not in alignment with where you want to be, and it does start very um, slow, and then it starts to build. So I I love that you highlighted the time frame. I think that's very important because it does take time to to be at the right place to make these decisions, whether it's like a life change or a spouse or a moving of a place. Um, But go ahead, yeah,
0: yeah. And it's not like it's. I was having the internal change, but I have these four young kids, and I've got you know my husband to think about, and I got these kids, and that's one of those things that I was like, I'm uprooting the entire thing. But as soon as I got that piece, it transferred over to my kids, you know, and so they felt it too. And it was an easier transition because we knew we were going in the right direction.
1: That's awesome. No, I love that. And then the other piece of it that I think is huge to focus in on is that feeling of peace versus, um, the, like the feeling of just being comfortable there, you know, that adage of the, um, the, the frog in the pot or whatever the, the saying slow is boil, yeah. mm-hmm. the slow boil to death. I mean, if that's, if, if that's <laughs> not the faces of people commuting on nine, like nine to five like, homes, exactly. I remember being a kid graduating like from college and I went to visit my brother. He lived in like DC and I'm just watching people commute. And I'm like, everything like, looks dead. It's like the living dead here. I don't want want to do this. Like this looks yeah. awful. And, and then he's like laughing and I'm like, I'm, I'm serious. This looks awful. I don't want to do this. <laughs> It's it's funny, but it's cool yeah. that have the, they have the ability to to really structure our lives differently. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really love that. And then the piece that came after. So yeah. you seem like you have a few places in your life where this happened, where you made some radical life choices and changes. But I venture that once you do it once or twice, you start to build up. Uh, you start to build up like some comfort around the uncomfort. Right. You start mm-hmm. to. Like, I know what this feeling's like. I know yeah. it's scary, and you have to trust. But I also know what it's like on the other side. So do you? Would you say that's accurate? Like it gets a little easier once you flex that muscle a few times.
0: Yeah. I think it gets easier. Um, it gets easier, but it's still scary if that's like, it's easier to pull the trigger, but you still have those same nerves and like anticipation mm-hmm. of, you know, cause it's not a guarantee whenever you take the next choice or jump off the cliff, it's not a guarantee where it's going, but you have been through it. So there is that easiness to it. Um, yeah, but we've definitely gone through it several different times and we're, we're on the cusp of making another life change too, and fully bringing home my husband. So it's, it's, yeah, it's still
1: scary. <laughs> Never, It never changes. Let's talk about that for a moment, um, that entrepreneurial, like, I think having to have trust in, you know, that it's all going to work out. And there's a little bit of, like, universe divine intervention there. But a lot of it's also, like, trusting yourself, trust that you'll figure it out. Um, and I, I think that type of trust is what makes you guys so successful as entrepreneurs in your business, right? And it, I'm sure it served you with Maple and Mark and having that, you know, that type of mentality. So talk to me a little bit about that. When you had to develop those faith muscles and, and trust yourself, now you have to show up and build this business. What did that look like? How did that... um how did that kind of put a fire on you as an entrepreneur? And then how, you know, how did that all work out with growing your business?
0: Yeah. So when we started, it was a little bit unconventional. Um, it, was, it was a little bit unconventional in the sense that we were buying wholesale products, selling them for retail, you know, kind of doing that back and forth and finding our niche and our people. But really, it was the community that drove me. And so we made such a sweet community that they were so responsive to us and it felt like home with our with our audience and our customer base. And really when we decided to be like, hey, how can we serve these customers, these friends of ours? And we started creating our own designs and our own products and that was another step that we had to jump off of. I mean, I remember the very first time that we had to place a big order with a manufacturer and put all this money out there and hope that it sells and we didn't do a pre-sale, we just dove in and That's it sold cool. out within 30 minutes and it was just crazy. Wow. So, it was one of those like using the choices and going into the entrepreneur space was easy because I feel like it's just ingrained in who I am and it, and I'm passionate about it, but I knew that we'd have to work hard and I knew that to get our life to where I really wanted it to be. I, I was going to have to grind. I was going to have to work hard. I'm going to have to make it, you know, <laughs> put in the work and the sacrifices that come with that. Um, and yeah, so it's just, sorry, I got off track there, but, um, I like
1: that though, because I, I don't think easy is what you're going for. No, I'm very similar to this. I don't want an easy life. I want a worthwhile fulfilling life. And I want to learn how to add value to people. I don't want my children to see that because there's intrinsic value that I get as a human when I add value to others. Right. And I, I took a look at your products and stuff and they're beautiful. So I can see the passion behind it. You can definitely tell that you guys put a lot of effort to make sure that it's like increasing the aesthetic of a home and that kind of stuff just comes across. And that's the only way you win today with e-commerce. You have to. Yeah. Be so now that you've, you know, in your personal life, now that you've had to make decisions and kind of take a leap of faith, do you feel like that served you as a business owner when you're bringing in new lines or doing research on new things and making like, you know, real-time decisions as a business owner?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think one of those things is it's always scary, but it's a little easier because, you know, um, and I think that's, you're, you're wanting to take bigger jumps if you see success at the littler jumps and you kind of just have to keep building on those as a business owner, right? And so you keep building just in life, you keep building on those little jumps that you do, you do that in business as well. Um, and one of those, it's kind of interesting though, because you can keep jumping forward. But one of the lessons kind of that we learned this year was like, it's okay to go back to what you know. So if you keep jumping and that jump fails, right? Or if something isn't working, then go back a couple jumps and go back to what was working. Um, and so we really restructured um, kind of not, we restructured how we were doing things starting in January. We kind of went back to the mission, right? of the company, you kind of always have to go back. We got a little bit away from that at the last year. And then in January, I was like, you know, we used to do it this way and we used to have it the passion this way. And let's just kind of go back to that model and in business and in life. And and as we went back to that model and then all of a sudden we're having success again in in areas that we weren't um, that had gone dry. And so it's one of those things that you just, and that's kind of what I talked about. Like we we pulled back from Amazon because so we could focus more on our e-commerce. And as soon as we did that, it's boomed and we went back to what we know. So yes, it's always important to jump and have those choices, but if you jump and you fall and it fail, that's okay. Get back up and go look at what works, what jump worked, and go back to that and then build upon that. So that's kind of, kind of what we did this year. And it was a real learning experience, but it's paid off. And I'm like, okay, now we're, don't lose sight of that mission yeah. and why we're doing it. Right. If, so, yeah.
1: I love this. Like one of like my things that I've always done is like, you take me to a movie and like within five minutes, like, I've already told you the whole plot. Like my yeah. husband really drives my husband nuts, but like, I just, yeah. I just see things like, a layered perspective. And what I'm noticing is like in every microcosm of your life, it's playing out this way where you set this this vision, vision and mission for yourself. And these are the guiding principles. And it's beautiful to test and play with that Um, and to be true. And you can always tell by feeling and how things are going and validation from the market and validation in terms of revenue uh, when it comes to e-commerce brand, like how that's going. And then just go back to those cores. And it's the same thing with a family, like as a, as a parent, you have this mission set or this vision of your family and then your kids grow and they change their life phase and then you have to adjust it to yeah. now serve where you are as a people, as, as a group and as a unit, right? Um, so I just think it's so cool that when you when you start to like break these things down in life, when you focus at it in one area and you really start to get the understanding of those first principles, it kind of applies everywhere, right? Marriage, right. business, faith, yes. family. Thank God, right? Because I don't yeah. know how we, would, how we would figure it out otherwise. No,
0: no, it, it for sure does. And one of those kind of things like you were talking about how it applies and how you have to readjust. Um, It's easy to look at a business and go, okay, this is it proving and looking at the bottom lines, right? And looking at it strategically that way, but also as a business and in your home too, you have to look at, well, are you comfortable? Are you at peace? Does it excite you or do you dread it? And so that's where we were as a company a year ago going, okay, we've been at this grinding for three years doing this. We're seeing, we're, we're seeing the fruits of our labor, but yet that passion and that drive. And then we had to go back to principles. And look at that and adjust yes. it for where we are in this, uh, this phase of our business and then apply it again. And now we're back to the fruitful, the exciting, the, the joy in it. And so it's, it really is goes hand in hand with how you handle your home and how you do it that way. Cause it's the same thing there. Like it's, it's, if I am, I mean, we're going into teen years, right. With my yeah. son. So it's different and it's exciting, but we've got to figure out, okay, what does this look like now? And it's just the same thing. There's so many parallels that in business and in home and in school, that it's just crazy. Like you said, it just applies to all of them. Um, and so having
1: that kind of string that connects them all is just really important with the mission. Exactly. How you handle one thing is how you'll handle everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when right. times are good and when times are tough, which is, and our children are always watching, right? And that, that's the beautiful part. There's so many cool nuggets here with your guys' story. Like as an entrepreneur myself and guys, this is for our listeners. This is hilarious. So, Chelsea and I met through a, um, mutual friend who, um, we do not know through, um, a coach Like, we ha- we both have to share some mutual coaches that we didn't even know. We had these common ties <laughs> when we met each other until the pre-call. So it made, oh. me, made me crack up, um, but it's like, as an entrepreneur, you're, you are constantly failing. And I look at failure as, um, you know, uh, faithful attempts in learning, right? Um, yeah. We don't even look at it as a negative in my house. And we actually praise failure more than we praise success. Um, yeah. Because success is the proper outcome of faithful attempts in learning. And the more that you can learn or attempt to learn faithfully fail, uh, the mm-hmm. more that you should succeed, right? Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Stanway. That's a little one for you. Um, but so, so as an entrepreneurial family doing this, it's so cool to watch it in your children. So I think that's the last place I want, I want to chat on that for a second is like, now that you've decided to live this way, I know your kids were super young when you had the other type of life, right? When you were kind of yeah. doing 9 to 5. And I know you said you were comfortable, but I also know you said on the pre-call, like comfortable still meant living paycheck to paycheck, but it just, it yeah. felt secure, like that false blanket of safety, sure. um, which is crazy, right? Like sidebar because I'm ADD, but like if you were to break your leg or if you were to do something and you couldn't, like, you know, you lost that job some for some reason, how secure is it really? Right. Like how many months? No. How many months are you able to sustain? Um, and I just think I think as a, as a as a human population, we're really starting to dial back down to first principles and those core values. Like what does that look like in like redesign? So back to the question, now that you've gotten to do both and you I'm assuming at least your oldest the child or two have gotten to see you both ways. Um, how do you think that's affected your children or maybe your relationship yeah. with your children?
0: I mean, for sure. Yeah, my son definitely, he's 13. So he kind of saw the gamut of it and was probably the most affected by the move. Um, and, you know, because the little ones are like wherever mom and dad are, we're good. But he had friends, he had connections. Um, and but he saw the difference he, the time that he gets with his dad. And I mean, at night, they're up in his room hanging out for an hour and a half where he didn't have that in Colorado. And there's times off if we have to go out and do something, you know, as a family, we take the day off and we get to go. And so he sees it in a very real way. But as far as, you know, seeing the drive and the passion and the failures. I mean, they're along with, we talk about openly in our house about our failures, mm-hmm. similar to you and mm-hmm. how we can change it. And they, he loves to sit at the table with us. And when we're chatting and typically be after dinner, we'll clear the tables and I will get caught up in like a business chat, you know, and it's exciting because it's either a new product or a new idea or, and so he'll sit back down and he'll be like, Oh, well, what are you guys talking about? And he's that. got that drive too. Um, and even my younger ones, they see it too. They love to come out and help and It's just given them a different look on life. Like, Hey, it doesn't have to be in a box. It can, if you want, if that's the direction you want to go and you want that that fulfills you, that's great. But like, you have a choice where you can, you know, pursue anything else over here, either being your own boss, or if you want to go into trade, they've seen my husband do trade work and be successful at that. And so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of just opening up that dialogue in your home of like, it doesn't have to look conventional. It's okay. If that's what you want, but it can be different too. I mean, um, nowadays I feel like, I don't know, just on social media and stuff. I've seen so many accounts where there's moms or wives that are just changing. They're getting, they're going back to basics, right? Um, Whether it is homesteading or, you know, cooking, but they're also finding their passions and finding what fulfills them too. Um, And it's different for everybody. And I think it's just such a cool conversation that's going on um, with social media right now. And what has social media done for us? I mean, it gets talked about in negative ways, but I mean, it's, it's opened this whole world for our family and Mm -hmm. I feel so connected with our audience and I feel like we've got friendship there and, and it's just, it's made a world of difference in our family. So yeah, just using things and unconventionally for your family and who you want to be for sure. Our kids have seen us model that we're not perfect. Like I said, the failures are there and they see that, but it's just a neat experience for sure.
1: I mean, I think you do. I think we do kids a disservice when we strip failure away from, you know, life, uh-huh. um, when we yeah. when we take the sting out of a loss of a baseball game or, you know, um, a, a friendship or a, a relationship dissolvement, when we take the sting out of that, we, we really rob them of the opportunity to like sit in the crap and, yeah. and really see what that feels like and then help heal it within themselves. And which is why we have a generation like us of like incredibly broken humans spending yes. hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars on their like inner child when now they have right. children and they need to show the hell up for. It. Yeah, um, exactly. And it's just so interesting. So it's yeah. like, I think this whole does like I'm infatuated with other cultures and the way that they raise their kids, in yes. conjunction with also living their purpose. Like uh, when I was pregnant with Gabriel, I researched like ancient Egyptians and Greeks and Romans and like their their uh, what they were meant to do in the civilization, like how they were supposed to show up, their job, their role, and how that changed or didn't change when they had families and why. And it's just so interesting to me to see some of the common threads of similarity, mm-hmm. and then the things that have changed so much as we've developed into our own population, our own nation in the United States, yeah. um, and now a global population, a nation with you know social media. So it's just very interesting to watch, but the failing in front of your children is the best thing you can do in my, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And showing how to get out of that failure and showing how to build healthy habits around that too. Um, and I think that's, that's one of those things. Um, my husband and I always say, you know, we're going to mess up and, but we're apologizing to our kids if we mess up and we're learning from our mistakes together. Um, and we're not perfect and we don't expect them to be perfect. And that's something that we speak a lot about. Like we're, we're not perfect humans. We're going to mess up. We're going to hurt each other, but we're going to build upon it. And we're going to, you know, apologize and ask for forgiveness. And we're going to, you know, make better choices so that we don't have those habits in our house because, you know, it's all the past childhood stuff that we're dealing with and
1: processing out.
0: So yeah, for sure. I think failure is important as a success. Yeah.
1: I just had a speaker um, that we chatted with the other day and it was like the most heavy hitting topic we've ever done. It was about sex trafficking. I was beyond myself like goosebumps and I felt so embarrassed that I was so illiterate to this type of information. Um, Mm -hmm. But one thing she shared with me, which I thought was insanely valuable to hear is the parent, the, the families where kids felt like they had to be perfect. Those are the kids that did not come to their parents when they were being exploited. The the, wow. the because they didn't they knew yeah. they would be looked at as imperfect. And so they felt too scared. And and a lot of times, as horrible as this to say, it resulted in the child taking their life. Um, and in the in the families where it was in their culture and their vision to just be progressive and to grow, like not necessarily perfection, but progress. Um, they were very comfortable to bring this up to their families and they found solutions for it, right? They got them scrubbed off the internet by the FBI and the different things and things they wouldn't even have known to do, but you band together as a family. So your kid doesn't have to feel alone. Um, and I mean, that's an extreme like life example, but but when you look at it with like kids thriving in sports or relationships, socially friendships, um, jobs and careers, it's like, are we helping them to understand that they really can design their life? Like, that's what I get out of what you're saying, Chelsea is Mm -hmm. You have two camps of kids, right? And I know both of them. Uh, I've been both. You have the camp that's like, I'm only as good as my next trick. If I don't do good on my SAT, if I don't get into a good college, if I don't get a good job, if I don't produce for my boss, and now this kid's 60, and you know, it has the same story. It's like, if I don't do something, I am not worth anything. And their validation of themselves is constantly coming out from external sources, right? Like, that's one route. And then I think the route we are trying to be very Mm-hmm. Uh, pro proactive and intentional to create is for our children to understand that their internal self worth comes from the family unit, unit and, mm-hmm. and themselves and their intrinsic value that then will bleed out into the world. And it's just really interesting to watch this as we give our kids this guidance, right? Because I think I have amazing parents, but it definitely just was not something that we talked about, right? Right.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's one of those things and, and breaking it down in a practical, like, well, how do you do that for your kid? You know, it's one of those things, it's the opportunity to talk. And I think it circles back to creating the lifestyle where my husband didn't get time to talk to our son or our girls. And nighttime is when we chat. Nighttime is when their heart is fresh and they want to talk about what's on their heart. And so being intentional with your kids to give them that space, you know, don't just assume that they'll come up to you and chat with you about that stuff. So like nighttime, you know, and just sitting an extra few minutes at bedtime with them, you know, so many parents are, they're ready to get out the door. We're done. And we are, and we have those nights. But then if you can sit there and be like, Hey, what do you, what's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? like for whatever reason at night, that's when their little hearts just want to talk about whatever's, and there's heavy stuff that comes out of that. And so it's practically, you know, how do you raise a child that way that they feel comfortable to come to you with those situations? So they don't feel like they're perfect. They have a space to talk to you. That's always, and that was something that, you know, my mom did really good with me and I was able to talk with her. Um, And it's just, it's interesting applying it because you get, definitely get in the, I'm tired. I don't want to have energy, but having these little humans, you've got to put in that time and energy. So having that space for them to come to you for sure
1: is super important. We have a lot of um, psychologists and and coaches, uh, life coaches, uh, especially like children, uh, specialized with children on this show. And one of them highlighted something that you just talked about, but the, the reason behind it is because kids crave structure. So when you have a definitive time that you have conversations every day, they will never say it because it's like subliminal, but they know like this is my mm-hmm. opportunity to have this conversation. So you might not get anything. Like if you're starting a new pattern with your children where you're gonna start doing family time at dinner or at bedtime or in the morning, like it might take them a few weeks to really understand that. And, but if you're consistent, exactly exactly what will happen. They will know like yeah. this is my opportunity to connect with dad. This is my chance to sit with mom and tell her what's on my heart. Probably doesn't hurt that it's prolonging their bedtime in their mind. That might be really strategically right. designed by you. <laughs> that's yeah. why. love that. He's like, I'll talk to you all night. What i not
0: and I think it's it's definitely different times of the day because you know we've got four kiddos. So balancing out like, you know, it's not each individual but certain kids on certain nights for sure. But yeah, that's that's a really good point. That subliminally they're they yeah. know when the time is to chat. So I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's like, this is why I love doing this because I learned tips from each of you and it makes me show up better in my life and the comments that we get from our listeners and how it just helps tweak their mind a little bit. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? That's the beauty of, uh, you know, the culture that we have with sharing information, which is so cool. All right. So you, I'd like to wrap this podcast where we started. And then after this last question, I want you to tell people where they can find your products, um, what you guys are working on now. I know you're on the precipice of a new change. Um, but the last question I have for you is around, um, the, your one choice away from changing your life. So mm-hmm. Now that you've seen that in action, multiple with your family unit, with your business, with your livelihood, um, with your friendships, with the farm, like what are some tips you'd give parents if they find themselves in this situation, um, maybe to to evaluate if it is the right time to kind of check in with themselves. I don't know. Whatever comes to your heart there would be awesome.
0: Yeah. So I would say as far as like practical tips to do, um, one of the things that we did was just writing down crazy outlandish dreams, you know, like. Who would think that I would live in Texas? Who would think that I would? So whatever you're feeling, don't, you know, just write it out and put it in a journal. And then the next step is talking to those around you because you'll be surprised if, whether it's your spouse or even your kids or even, you know, extended family or friends, talk to people about those thoughts and dreams. And you never know what kind of connections will come from those okay. and what kind of encouragement or advice you're going to get. Because if you just sit with that internally for too long, it's not going to happen. You got to, you got to verbally, you got to write it down, you got to verbally express it to people, ask for input. Um, and then- You know, as far as I would say, those are like my big two things that I just remember doing so much is just that process. And then just making the actual jump of doing it is easier said than done. And so give yourself grace. And if it doesn't feel right, then it's not, it might not be the right time and that's okay. Um, It's not, you know, you don't need to to push just because you have these dreams. I mean, we sat on them for two years. I would say, yeah, we sat on them. We thought about it. And it's just one of those things that you, when the door opens, it opens. And it was because we talked to other people. It was because of a phone call that led us to moving, you know, like it's, you never know what it's going to be. So don't discount the little things
1: that lead up to the big things. What I love about what you just said is I think it's easy to look at actions and thoughts and feelings as non-action, right? Like writing about it in a journal is an action. Uh, continuously choosing to think about it and maybe start to just find creative ways to solve it. These are actions, choosing to talk to people who might have connections. These are all actions. So they might be very small to begin with, but they're kind of like pushing you to be accountable to what you are interested in. And then, as you said, with the whole flow state, like it starts to kind of just click, right. Yeah. Um, the right people show up, the right connections pop into your life. Someone needs yeah. a job here. I can't tell you, like the cool thing about doing this is I, I hear it in so many different ways, but it's like the same thread. It's the same uh, formula, right. Where yeah. it's like, there's an, there's a, principle or an intention and then there's an earnest faithful action and then the result um so it's really cool to just watch that play out in so many ways but thank you i appreciate that
0: no yeah i'm i'm excited like i feel the same thing every time i listen to somebody or talk to somebody especially in the entrepreneurial world i'm like yes okay we're all just on the same path and we're just taking different steps to get there but we It's really, like you said, the common thread that keeps us together. I mean, and and taking action. I started an Instagram account before we even listed our house on the market. Just, I was like, okay, it was like an accountability. Like, okay, we're doing this, you know? Um, And sometimes you just have to take those steps. Okay, what are we naming the brand? What are we doing this? And you just have to take those steps to kind of manifest it and have it come to life. Um, Otherwise, it's just not going to. (laughs) So.
1: Yeah, this might be the entrepreneurial as a like person in me, yeah. but like to see like the story behind brand just get, like lights me up, right? Because it, it, the alternative is like your big box brands that are just throwing stuff out there. But like to hear, you know, one maple and Lark's a great name, but to hear kind of the story behind it, like I don't know, it's it adds a personal touch to it, right? And I think yeah. that's why brands like what you guys are offering do so well, and that's exactly what we're hoping to do with um, snacks by nature and Mighty Morsels is to really yeah. personify like healthy eating for kids and making it about the family. So I love that. That's so yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um, awesome. Speaking of maple and Lark, Chelsea, please yeah. tell people where they can. Find you what you're working on and uh, wrap us up with where they, you know, what socials you, you live on. <laughs> yeah. So uh,
0: we, you can find us at mapleandlark.com and we really just strive to provide your guys's house. Cause we're moms. We've, you know, we've got kids. We want to help you guys feel not overwhelmed, be able to come up with the next idea, be able to jump cliffs by organizing your house and helping you with that and making it kid friendly and easy for them to put away and pick up. So we have baskets. We have our bliss bins, which are, selling out crazy and we actually have a pre-order for them. So that's coming up in September and we have a pre-order going on right now, but really we are on Instagram. We show you how to do things, how to organize things. We have so many fun moms on there sharing videos in their house. Um, and that's kind of our main hub is Instagram. Um, that's where you're going to find me. We do have like YouTube and we do have, you know, I don't have a TikTok. I tried to master. That was just one thing I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't master, but, um, we've yeah, Instagram, Facebook, we have a Facebook group as well. You can join, but yeah, we'd love to connect with more moms and more parents and help you guys with your homes.
1: So cool. So I I actually think I misunderstood the whole time. I thought you had this uh, business with your husband. This is something you're doing with your sister.
0: No, it's with my husband.
1: It's with your your husband. I
0: I meant like my mom, like moms in the sense of we've got, I mean, I do have moms on my team, but yes, for sure. sure. My husband and I are co-founded it, Uh, um, but it is very driven by moms and our community is very mom driven and how we organize. And yeah, so a lot of the influences that that speak into our company to help us figure out, okay, what do you guys want? Yeah. They're moms and they become, you know, they were our first customers and now they're our best friends that we're talking to and FaceTiming. So yeah, we get a lot of inputs from moms all over.
1: That's so good. I love that. With ours, it's very split, uh, dads and uh, moms, for like the healthy, you know, because. But nowadays there's either like one of the dad or the mom or both are very health conscious. So it's so cool to watch and get the feedback from people and what's important to them. So I totally, I totally get that. But that's awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Well, Chelsea, I, I know that you've lived this and it's become like a pattern for you, but I really appreciate you kind of walking us back through that journey, what that looks like. Um, Because whether it's like the decision to bring your kid to homeschool or the decision to change where you're living or your job, or maybe to, you know, take the, take the plunge and start the new business. These are all, as we said, common thoughts, thought patterns that we all have to kind of work through before we can make those choices. And I'm excited to you know, implement that in my own life. And I think it'll uh, look forward to hearing what our audience says as well. So I appreciate you coming yeah, well, on.
0: Well, I appreciate your podcast and having me on. And I feel like there's like a million topics in one that we could just like spend hours chatting with over coffee or something, because there's so many good points. Um, and I have just so enjoyed listening to your podcast. And I've shared it with my sisters too, because That's it's awesome. just been, I don't know, it's fun to connect with real. There's lots of podcasts on there, but it just feels very real. And who you bring on is just awesome. And
1: I just appreciate you. Cool. Girl, thank you. That I'll take that. I don't want yeah. to press that. that. That means a lot because um, I do comb through a lot of people to have you guys have the right, you know, to bring the right people on who I feel like have messages that are really important um, that make me learn and want to show up better and hopefully do the same for our audience. So um, I do feel like with all our common connections, a coffee date is definitely going to be a <laughs> thing uh, for sure. And I appreciate it. So um, parents, you got the deal. We're here every week and we appreciate you guys showing up. You guys are awesome. And until the next perfect time, everybody stay beautiful and stay inspired. Bye, guys. Bye.